not about to insult anybody's intelligence today and let you know that balance helps any hockey team succeed, nor will I insult anyone's intelligence and inform them that not having Jeff Carter at this age in your lineup is a good thing. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. The Penguins will face the Ducks in Anaheim tomorrow night. The Ducks are not exactly last year's Ducks. They became last night the first team to win a game against the Golden Knights. Uh, They've got some impressive additions, but more important than that, they've got some impressive younger players in Troy Terry, Trevor Zegers, and so forth. Uh, Potentially a rising hockey team. I'm always hesitant to dub somebody that like right off the bat because you you can look at it like the Red Wings and they've been a potentially rising team for about a decade now. At some point, you got to make the jump, you know, like the jump that New Jersey made last year. The Penguins at some point or other had to scratch Carter. I'm not here to rub it in with Carter. I'm not here to pick the lowest hanging fruit off the tree. Uh, He is who he is at this stage in his late 30s. He should have stopped playing about mm, a year and a half ago. But on Saturday night in San Jose, California, he did stop playing. He was a healthy scratch. And in his place came Vinny Henestroza, who's not a star. He's not somebody's messiah or anything like that. But he's always been a serviceable bottom six NHL guy. He'll skate. He can really skate. And he'll generate just enough offense to hang around. And if you saw the goal that he scored in that 10-2 to route over whatever's left of the Sharks, you'll know what I mean because that was a scorer's touch. He was just kind of drifting behind and to the right of the San Jose net and really smartly just banked the puck in off of a teal player and got himself a goal that he knew he was trying for. You could just see that in his reaction. He wasn't like, oh, wow, that went in. Uh Uh-uh, he knew. And on top of that, you got Noel Achari looked like an NHL player and Matt Nieto looked like an NHL player. And yes, I know, I know the context. The Sharks gave up 10 goals in the game before that, too to the Canucks of all teams. But the Penguins have faced other not-so-great teams already on this schedule, and you still haven't even noticed through those first nine games, you didn't notice once the fourth line doing something other than when Carter was popped free for a couple of breakaways and didn't convert on them. But Achari, Nieto, it's like they didn't even exist. And as I had told you late last week, when it began to look like Carter might be scratched in California, sometimes all it takes is one piece of a forward line to either drag it down or to pick it right back up. 
the difference can be that extreme depending on the caliber of the player, the chemistry of that player. So even when you saw Carter in the first two, three games looking like, you know, he was okay, there was some pluses to his game, which is really unusual after what we've seen over the past couple seasons. There still wasn't anything there from the other two. And as I reminded you, the same thing happened with the third line. Jansen Harkins was out there functioning as an anchor, and I don't mean that in the good sense, for Lars Eller and Drew O'Connor. The moment Harkins is gone and his headless chicken approach to hockey, where you're just flying around with just no rhyme or reason, as soon as he was gone, it almost didn't matter who they put in his place, but the fact that Radim Zahorna came up, uh, both capable of contributing at the NHL level, which he's been now for a couple of years, and really, really, really determined to stay in the NHL once and for all, you instantly, remember this didn't take more than a shift or two, saw the results. The third line came through and... Had some sustained zone time, you know, delivered some hits, got some forechecking going on. Uh, For the first couple of games that they were together, they actually generated more than either Sid's line or Gino's line, believe it or not. Well, you're not going to get that out of this fourth line, but you're going to get something, anything. So even if you throw out the various numbers and uh, statistics that were run up against the Sharks. What you saw and felt in that game, at least before it got ridiculously out of hand, was that there wasn't some catastrophic drop-off as soon as one of the top two or three lines weren't out there. That's going to matter to everyone on this roster. That's going to matter toward getting more power plays. And heaven help us, it might even matter toward fourth line scoring when we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Steven, who says, DK, Jeff Carter was scratched. Quick, someone check the weather report. Has hell frozen over? You know, I'll give you credit here, Stephen. I didn't think I'd be having to answer at any point ever on this show the question as to whether or not hell has frozen over. But I see your point, and I appreciate the reaction that a lot of people had to this. It it can be maybe more intensely maddening for a fan base I've found than anything when they see the people who are running it as either blind to a certain situation or just flat out unwilling to budge off a certain situation. Because then you feel as if the people running that franchise aren't prioritizing winning above all else. And that's a lousy place for a fan to be. One of those people who communicated with me, and I apologize for not remembering the name, brought up the point, and I think it's a, a fair one, 
that if you look back at last season and the Penguins just barely missing the playoffs, you know, by a single point, by a single performance, that if Carter had been scratched for any percentage of those games, any significant percentage, the Penguins would have gotten more than that point and would have made it. I have a really hard time countering that. Okay. I, I think that's accurate. And if you look at the end of the franchise's playoff streak, 17 seasons, the pride that was associated with that, uh, not just from the, the core players, but also the, you know, people who are in and around the franchise at various levels, the front office and so forth. That's, that's tough to take. For what? To be super ultra loyal to the longtime vet who, who isn't giving you anything anymore? Uh, that's, that's, that's nonsensical. And, and I'm going to repeat something that I've put forth your way uh, for several weeks now. And that was that I didn't believe that at the point that Carter was going to get scratched, that the decision was going to originate with Sullivan. I still don't believe that was the case. I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. After everything that Sullivan has put up with, just from his own standpoint as the coach, to be playing Carter, and then you're going to scrap him after nine games? After nine games in which he actually wasn't all that terrible? You know? But then you fall to three and six. And you fall there in large part because even though you're generating a ton of shot attempts and scoring chances, you're not finishing anywhere near enough. And on one hand, you can wag your finger at the power play and the top guys for not finishing enough. But on the other hand, you can say, and I'm going to guess that this is what Kyle Dubas said, look, it wouldn't kill us to get at least one bleeping point out of the fourth line, you know? How about just one point from anybody? Well, they got their points. They got them after Carter was out. And we'll see if that continues, but uh, you know, I, I'm with you on on everything that you said, and, and I'm I'm like a lot of people right now that I'm surprised that it happened, and I'm also feeling like it was a really fortuitous bounce for everyone else who felt this way that Vinny Henestrosa was in fact one of the people who scored Saturday night in San Jose. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 